One of the scariest things for men is the fact that prostate cancer affects a whack of men. It is the most common um, uh, cancer to affect men. So listen, if you're a man or you love a man, I think you better listen up here because there's something really interesting uh, that we're about to get into. 59 Canadians are diagnosed with prostate cancer each day. So this new treatment for early stage prostate cancer is being tested across Europe using lasers and deep sea bacteria, and it's being heralded as transformative. So earlier on today, I uh, called up, I rang Professor Mark Emberton, who uh, has tested it at the University College in London to talk about it. And I asked him to describe this innovative treatment. Well, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting uh, intervention that is, that is new for um, prostate cancer. Actually, it's, it's new for cancer in general and involves a drug, which is, called, which is a photosensitizer, which was developed at the Wiseman Institute um, in Israel. And indeed, some of the early work, uh, the preclinical work, was actually done in Canada. Mm. And, um, and indeed, t- teams in Toronto at Princess Margaret uh, did, did some of the early work uh, using a prototype of this drug uh, in men with radio-recurrent prostate cancer. So, so there's a Toronto link to this. Um, and, and, and what it is, is, a, is it's uh, the interaction between light, uh, which we deliver in the laser, and the photosensitizer, which we give to patients intravenously. And the photosensitizer um, makes tissue sensitive to light. And then by introducing light into the prostate, we generate a reaction uh, which results in uh, death of the cancer cells and, more importantly, uh, an obliteration of the blood supply to those cancer cells. Wow. So you're, you're uh, basically just getting in there and targeting the cancer cells directly and leaving the rest of the prostate intact? That's what we're trying to do. Wow. Most of the harms associated with traditional prostate cancer treatments, such as surgery and radiotherapy, come from damage to surrounding structures, so rectum, bladder, nerves that um, serve the erections, and also the sphincter, which when damaged leads to incontinence. So the more of those key structures that we can preserve, the greater the probability that man will be the same after treatment than he was before. And a lot of the reasons why men, you know, take on that, oh, I'm going to wait and see how bad this gets, is because of those side effects that you're talking about from surgery. The decision to have treatment for most men is a difficult one because it's a delicate balance of harms and benefits. Um, and the harms associated with treatments are typically sexual side effects and incontinence, which, if, if um, um, sustained, can, can last um, a lifetime. So by getting rid of those harms, uh, you know, if a treatment can be administered without that uh, toxicity profile, as we say, uh, then many more men will, will almost certainly agree to treatment. You have been quoted as saying this technology could be as significant for men as uh, the move from removing the whole breast to just a lump uh, in a woman with breast cancer. Well, that's right. I mean, that, that revolution happened 40 years ago, um, maybe even a bit longer, um, and, and now means that 70% of women can have a lumpectomy, mm. whereas before the standard of care was, was a radical mastectomy in all women. Um, we've, we've, the same kind of revolution has happened in the kidney. When I was training, uh, I, I, was, I was taught to remove the whole kidney. Now we use CT scanning just to remove the tumor plus a margin. Um, and, and I think now the, the last frontier really is prostate, where most treatments still treat at the organ level. And we're now testing uh, the idea of whether we can actually treat the cancer plus a margin. Professor, the drug is made from a deep sea bacteria that's toxic when it comes into contact with light. Can you go into a little bit more explanation of how it actually uh, works? 
Yeah, so the very clever chemists at the Wiseman Institute in Tel Aviv uh, exploited the chemistry that um, exists in bacteria that, are, that, that have to live with very, very little light exposure. So they're very, very powerful energy converters. Um, and, and, it's, and it's that chemistry that's, that's injected in the patients. Obviously, we've, uh, the, the chemicals have, have, have had a lot of kind of manipulation to make them uh, amenable to, um, to humans. Sure. Um, and so, several formulations have, have, um, have had to um, have been made. Uh, this is WST11 um, and has proved very safe. And that sensitizes the whole body to light. So when we inject it into patients, um, we do it in relative darkness, so there's no direct light. We, we, in the operating theatres, we have light, a little bit of light reflected off the walls and the ceiling, and that's fine. Uh, and that's administered for 10 minutes, and then we put these little fibres into the prostate, which um, uh, then hold the laser fibres, and then, and then we illuminate the prostate for 20 minutes and 15 seconds. So the whole procedure takes no more than about half an hour. You're currently in trials, and they're really uh, rather hopeful. Nearly half of the men have had no remaining trace of cancer in one trial. I think you you tested about 416 men. And as far as the follow-up goes, only 6% had to have that prostate removed. Is is that why you're so incredibly hopeful that, you know, these men are actually, you're going in there later and finding that the cancer's gone in a lot of people? Yeah, I mean the, the, the trial is 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 a um, is, is a difficult one to interpret using today's criteria. You have to remember that it was it was designed seven or eight years ago now, and because it's a drug, it had to be designed in line with um, the European Medicines Agency, and so we had to agree a trial format. It's a bit like uh, designing a trial uh, with the FDA, um, and 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 we have to kind of remember that neither surveillance nor indeed uh, this treatment. Um, was was used at all because most men with low risk disease had radical therapy. Um, again, due to work done in Canada by Laurie Klotz at uh, uh, Sunnybrook, uh, we've now learnt that um, uh, that actually low risk disease can be safely watched. So whilst this study was done in low risk disease and without all the modern diagnostics such as MRI, uh, we managed to show um, that the natural history of prostate cancer could be affected. If we were to do it today with modern diagnostics such as MRI targeted biopsies, we'd know exactly where the cancer was. The patients would be characterized very carefully and we could administer this treatment in a very targeted manner at the cancer. And so I I think we've got proof that um, this intervention is hugely valued by men. This trial recruited really quickly. Uh, It's safe, Uh, it's very well tolerated and in this design, it hit, it, it hit the predetermined endpoints in terms of uh, lower progression rates, uh, a greater proportion of men free of disease, and fewer men transitioning to radical treatment versus the control, which is active surveillance. So, and, and they were statistically significant in all this, those three domains. I understand so you're in and out of the hospital in a day as well, right? Very much so. I mean, in, wow. in the trial, actually, we had to keep men overnight uh, but uh, yes, this would, this would be done as a day case procedure. You have to be a little bit careful about light exposure afterwards, because remember the whole body is sensitized to light. For um, how long? Um, well, a few hours really, because okay. the half-life of the, um, of the photosensitizer of two cat soluble is less than an hour. Um, so after about three hours or so, um, it would be possible to leave the hospital quite safely. But um, we, we would apply um, the usual um, safety so patients will wear sunglasses for 24 hours 
and if it was particularly sunny, not usually a problem in in, in London um, uh, yeah. <laughs> during, during the winter. Sure. Um, then they might they might um, just cover up the skin for 24 hours. But the... We had no um, you know no um, events um, of um, photosensitivity in the trial. Would that be just a, a bad sunburn? Yes, I mean it can be. You know, remember that the the, the whole body is sensitised to light. Right. If if the patient was sitting next to a window in direct sunlight, they would get very bad sunburn. Wow. Could you target other parts of the body with this eventually, do you think? Yeah, there's, there's, there's no reason why not. Um, and indeed, the compound was developed as a novel way of treating cancer in general. Um, Steve Biotech, who hold the worldwide rights for the, for the um, compound, um, obviously have put all their efforts into prostate because they felt there's the greatest unmet need. Uh, but obviously, now that this has been done, um, then there's opportunity in esophagus, so in hollow organs as well as solid organs, pancreas is a, is a good contender. Mm. And indeed, I believe at Memorial Sloan Kettering, they're planning um, a number of studies in, in other types of cancer. The new treatment isn't available to the general public yet. When do you see that happening? Well, it's a drug, so it has to go through the normal regulatory um, processes. Um, we, we've, we've got um, a meeting scheduled with the European Medicines Agency in uh, spring, of 2017, we're nearly there. Um, obviously, the the trial was successful, and that we hit it all at 10 points, and the drug looked very safe. So we're very hopeful. But obviously, um, I'm not a regulator. Um, that's other people's jobs. And then in the UK, for it to be accepted on the NHS, we have Nice, uh, who will assess cost effectiveness. All right. Well, I uh, I'm fascinated by this, and I just uh, I say congratulations and thank you so much for sharing this with us today. Uh, it's it's hopeful news for men around the world. Yeah, and Toronto were huge players. You know, John Trachtenberg was one of the pioneers with this um, at Princess Margaret, um, and it's been a real uh, pleasure to work with um, such a great international team. Wow, that guy, he's very modest, isn't he? Professor Mark Emberton from the University College Hospital in London talking about this new breakthrough with laser treatment and a drug made from deep-sea bacteria for prostate cancer, and it is having uh, fantastic results in trials. So fingers crossed that, uh, you know, it gets passed through quickly and that we see it here on our side of the pond soon enough.